This is the 395th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC. Today we're going to do a preview of the position-by-position series from the offensive side of the ball. We're going to title this episode... The Falcons draft needs on offense. If you're listening to this for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. And before we move on to the position-by-position groups for offense, well, we're going to go wide receiver, running back, tight end, take a break, and then uh, come back with the quarterbacks and the offensive linemen. That's the uh, show call here for today. But before uh, we go into that, we're going to discuss the trade real quick. The Falcons picked up former Ohio State cornerback Jeff Akunda from the Detroit Lions on Tuesday for a fifth-round pick. He, uh, uh, you know, might have been overdrafted, uh, has some talent. He'll, um, you know, uh, had a pretty good year last year. Uh, they, um, you know, he started and eventually lost his job to Mike Hughes, who's also here with the uh, with the Falcons. But they must believe they can uh, salvage his career and he'll get a chance to compete at the right cornerback position, Jeff Acunda, Atlanta Falcons' new cornerback via a trade with the Detroit Lions. He uh, wanted to be in Atlanta from the beginning. He wanted to be drafted by the Falcons back in uh, 2020. Uh, the Falcons took A.J. Terrell that year. Maybe this tandem now can uh, help to revive the secondary, along with safety Jesse Bates. And we'll, um, you know, you have Richie Grant back there also. And maybe Hughes gets the nickelback job. So Casey Hayward's still around. And then Cornell Armstrong will finish the season. So, you know, the story, the old story about, uh, um, you know, cornerbacks. Old Vikings coach Mike Zimmer used to say, you always need another one. So Falcons picked up another cornerback. Now let's move on to the position by position breakdowns here for the uh, Falcons Uh, the first group up is wide receivers for us and uh, it'll start publishing in the uh, newspaper on Wednesday 
Wednesday for Thursday, Wednesday online, Thursday for print, our uh, annual position by position draft preparation story for uh, our series for everybody. And uh, we're going to go offense here first. And then next week we'll come back and look at the top defenders. Now, um, you know, of course, with the Kunda trade, you know, we had uh, we're working on the mock draft for tomorrow. We had Christian Gonzalez. So, you know, just because they got a Kunda doesn't mean you need you can't you can move away from cornerback. So maybe we stay with Gonzalez. Maybe we don't stay uh, uh, stay with him. But you can read that in the cover nine at nine on Wednesday as we'll make up our mind here later on today after the podcast. But the wide receiver group, they're a little down this year. Uh, you know, we've been spoiled. That's just the, the storyline going in. Uh, you know, Jalen Waddle, C.D. Lamb, uh, you know, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Uh, last year, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. You know, this group isn't as talented. Uh, there won't be one to go in the top 10 this year. Uh, but there will be some quality receivers. And the top one that we have rated number one is uh, Jackson Smith Najigba from Ohio State. Uh, he worked behind Wilson and Olave at Ohio State uh, and played was supposed to play with Marvin Harrison Jr. last year, but he only played three games uh, because of injury. Zay Flowers from Boston College is number two. He uh, has been highly productive with a team that um, – you know, it was not very good, quite frankly, and uh, Todd McShay told us that. Uh, he finished with uh, 200 catches, 3,056 yards, and 29 touchdowns. Little guy, 5'9", 182, Zay Flowers. Quentin Johnston, uh, you know, we, we, we wanted to see what he could do in the championship game, but he didn't do much. But uh, 6'4", 215, Quentin Johnston out of TCU. Post a big play specialist, averaged 19 yards a catch over his career, uh, and we um, he's the number three rated receiver. He's a head, he's got a catch. Um, he's a body catcher, so a lot of people wanted to see him catch the ball with his hands. Uh, Jordan Addison, he was the kid that was at Pitt and transferred to Southern Cal. He's number four. Uh, little good little guy again, 5'11", 175, but he's uh, projected to go in the first. Number five, Jalen Hewitt, Tennessee. Excuse me, Jalen Hyatt, six foot 185, Tennessee. Had the breakout year last year, caught 67 for 1,267 yards and 15 touchdowns. Now, we know the next guy is Josh Downs. Uh, played at North Gwinnett High. He's a six-rated wide receiver, projected to go in the first or second round. Uh, Rashid Rice from Southern Miss, he uh, projected to go in the first or second round. Uh, he could slip in there. You know, there's going to probably be a late run on wide receivers in the first round. First round is how we're seeing it. Not, not anybody high in the top ten, but teams that um, – Need ball catchers can get them later in the first round and into the second. So he led the uh, FBS in receiving yards with uh, 112.9 per game. Another Tennessee receiver uh, benefited from going back to school was uh, Cedric Tillman, 6'3", 215. He played uh, 
uh, super season, super senior season, and uh, overall played in 44 games with 21 starts for the Volunteers. Uh, number nine is little pocket rocket guy, uh, Tyler Scott out of uh, Cincinnati. He's ran the 40-yard dash of 4.29 seconds, uh, averaged 16.6 yards per catch. Uh, over his 87 catches and three seasons with the Bearcats. And this was, uh, you know, where everybody knows him, big big um, uh, SEC name, Kayshawn Booty. You know, just never really busted out. He had the big 308-yard game his freshman year. Uh, but he's number 10. Uh, but, you know, folks will go after the, after the LSU receiver, six foot 205. So those are your top 10 receivers in the draft. Uh, best of the rest, Iowa State's Xavier Hutchinson, Oklahoma's Marvin Mims, Wake Forest's A.T. Perry, Mississippi's Jonathan Mingo, uh, and Purdue's Charlie Jones. Uh, teams in need here, Texans, Ravens, Cardinals, Browns, Jaguars, and Lions. Uh, one local prospect um, to talk about is uh, Jaden Hasselwood. we Visited with him in Vegas at the uh, East-West Shrine Bowl, six foot three two thirteen out of Arkansas and Cedar Grove High, five-star recruit. Started his career at Oklahoma, ended up at Arkansas. Uh, former Georgia receiver Carius Jackson. He's got a five point six four grade from uh, the NFL, which translates to um, a player who has a chance to make the bottom of the roster or the practice squad. Uh, and Georgia Tech wide receiver Malachi Carter, uh, he played in the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl All-Star Game, but is not projected to get drafted by NFLDraftScout.com. Now, is this a need area for the Falcons? Well, yes, it is. The Falcons, they drafted Drake London last year, uh, and he looks like he's going to be off. He's off to a fine start and looks like he's going to be a uh, have a fine career. But they elected not to sign Alameda Sakias, Kelderell Hodge, or Demir Bird. Uh, the two players that they have signed, Mac Hollins and Scotty Miller, they're backups. They're not a uh, number two. So, or you know, maybe they could be the slot people, uh, and so forth. But so yes, this is an area for the Falcons. Uh, I know Mingo has been linked to him, so we'll see them take a uh, wide receiver. At some point, we're pretty sure. Now, the uh, next group, we're going to running backs and then tight ends, and we'll take a break. The running back um, group is pretty, um, you know, we, we uh, it's pretty steep with a few Georgia guys, Georgia connection guys. Uh, but the big back is Bajan Robinson out of uh, Texas. Uh, Steve Starkeesian was uh, discussing him and his ability to run the ball in between the tackles and outside and catch the ball makes him a dynamic back. How high he'll go uh, depends on, uh, you know, team needs and so forth. He, um, you know, the position's been devalued because, uh, you know, you can take a running back, you can get one uh, late. The Chiefs got Pachinko in the seventh last year. The Falcons got Algier in the fifth. Then you're not on the hook for that fifth-year option and so forth. But this kid Robinson is good enough to go in the first, and he'll, he'll probably uh, break that little barrier. 
Now, Jameer Gibbs, a former Georgia Tech back who went over to Alabama uh, from Dalton High, uh, he's the second-rated back in the draft. He went on the rush for 926 uh, last year and uh, uh, another um, over his career 444 yards uh, receiving on 44 catches. Uh, the next back, uh, Zach Charbonneau out of UCLA, is very interesting. He had a couple thousand-yard seasons after um, starting his career at Michigan. So highly productive, bigger back. You know, look for the cold weather teams that go after him. He's a plot, you know, six one two twenty. He, you know, they're gonna have to run it in the in the cold. Uh, he's going to be a uh, a good uh, addition. He's projected to go in the second. Uh, Zach Evans from Mississippi started at TCU. Little scat back. He's doing. Uh, uh, he's going to go in the second or the third. Then Kenny McIntosh, the senior from Georgia, six oh two ten, had two hundred seventy nine rushes for one thousand five hundred eighty two. Yards and 16 touchdowns over his career with the Bulldogs. Uh, second, third round pick for Kenny McIntosh. Definitely can add some value uh, to the team. Uh, Devon Arcane, Texas A&M. He's uh, our sixth rated back. Tajay Spears from Tulane is seventh. And he uh, he had the big game in the Cotton Bowl to lead them, lead them to victory over USC. And led them to the AAU American Athletic uh, title. You know, breakthrough, uh, big year for Tulane, uh, getting the championship and then the bowl win. Uh, Dwayne McBride from Alabama Birmingham is uh, the eighth rated back. He led the nation last year with 1,700 yards during the regular season. The ninth rated back is Tank Bigsby. From Callaway High, played at Auburn, a former SEC freshman of the year, uh, rushed for 2,903 yards and 25 touchdowns over his career with the Tigers. Rushed for 1,099 yards and 10 touchdowns as a sophomore, but dipped a little bit last season. All right, the 10th rated back is Israel Abanaconda. A junior from Pittsburgh was highly productive. Uh, his dad played at Georgia Tech. Some of the uh, best of the rest: uh, Texas Rashawn Johnson, Oklahoma's Eric Gray, Illinois Chase Brown, Kansas State Deuce Vaughn, and Chris Rodriguez from Georgia. Well, he played at Kentucky, but he's from Georgia. Teams in need. I just went to the bottom five of the Russian stats from last year, and we've got the Buccaneers, Texans, Chargers, Bengals, and Vikings all in the running back game. Uh, locals, Keaton Mitchell, 5'9", 188, from East Carolina, Eagles landing Christian, a highly productive for the Pirates, uh, rushed for more than 3,000 yards and 25 touchdowns. Also had more than 1,100 yards uh, uh, in 2021 and 1,400 in 2022. Chris Rodriguez from Olaha, we already mentioned him as one of the others, but uh, he elected uh, elected a two-time champion for the Wildcats, and he was highly productive, over 3,600 yards 
and 33 touchdowns. Uh, Mitchell's projected to go in the fifth or sixth round. Rodriguez in the seventh or a high, it's an HPFA, high priority free agent. So running back, is this a need area for the Falcons? And we say yes. Yes, it is because Corderell Patterson turned 32 in March and Caleb Huntley is trying to return from Achilles surgery. So Tyler Algier had a great rookie year, but I don't think you're ready to go solo as a with a one running back approach. I think they want to stay with the committee approach. And Patterson's uh, 32, so you you know let him go for as long as he can go. Uh, Huntley, I don't know when he's gonna make it back from Achilles surgery. So yeah, you're gonna need another running back. So look for the running back to be called uh, at some point during the draft. Because what they're telegraphing in free agency, when you go look at the free agency tracker, just Google that, they're they're loading up on defense. The only thing they did on offense was a couple backup receivers and uh, took care of Lindstrom and, and, um, and, and Lindstrom and McGarry. So, you know, they're telegraphing, hey, there's going to be a receiver taken. There's going to be some running backs. Now, tight end is a group. I'll just skip ahead to, um, you know, whether that's a knee group or not before we get into some of the top players. And it's a great year for tight ends. And we're saying that, no, tight end is not an area for the Falcons because they're deep at tight end. You got Kyle Pitts. You got Jonu Smith. And they like Parker Hesse. So that's the three tight ends right there. And they've been trying to make Felipe Franks a tight end. And, and, you know, maybe they pull the plug on that or keep going with it. But then you have uh, John Fitzpatrick, a former draft pick. They want to see if he can play. He's a big, big old guy. So that's five right there that uh, they, you know, you really got to look at. And then you got Tucker Fisk and John Rain as the tight ends for the Atlanta Falcons. So even though this is a great year for tight ends, they, I don't believe they're going to be pulling one of these, uh, the big names off the board. But there's some some good ones, starting with Michael Mayer from um, Notre Dame. He's uh, considered the top tight end in the, in the uh, draft. Some people like uh, Dalton Kincaid from Utah as a pass-catching tight end. They said just go look at the USC game, both USC games. He just destroyed them. But we have him at five. Uh, Luke Musgrave, uh, nephew of former Falcons coach Bill Musgrave. He's a junior at Oregon State, 6'6", 265. Good size on him. Good size on Mayer, 6'5", 265. And then uh, my guy uh, that we kind of got, um, we fought, you know, watching Georgia play, you know, just casually not, not working the games. But, you know, it's like, man, get the big guy the ball. And uh, that's Darnell Washington, officially at 6'6", 270. Uh, he can sneak into the first round. Uh, first round, second round on him is what we are projecting. He played in 27 games for the Bulldogs and caught 45 passes for 774 and two touchdowns. So the production wasn't there, but the size is there. And, uh, you know, and, and they, they – um, Really like the fact that he can inline block, which a lot of the tight ends can't do coming out of college. Tucker Craft, 
tight end from South Dakota State, 6'5", 255. Then Kincaid's fifth. Then Sam Laporta from Iowa, 6'4", 249. Projected to go in the third round. Uh, Luke Schooner, Schoonmaker, tight end Michigan, uh, third or fourth round pick. Then local kid, uh, Payne Durham from Purdue, uh, Peachtree Ridge High, three-time academic All-American selection in the Big Ten. Uh, he played lacrosse before converting to football. He played in uh, 36 games for the Boilermakers, caught 126 balls for 1,275 yards and 21 touchdowns. Cameron Lada from Alabama is number nine. And then Davis Allen, another local kid from uh, Calhoun High, another state kid from Calhoun High, 6'6", 250, Davis Allen, Clemson, played in 42 games and caught 88 passes for 951 and 12 touchdowns. And the best of the rest, Cincinnati's Josh Wiley, Penn State's Brenton Strange, Oklahoma's Brandon Willis, Old Dominion's Zach Koontz. That's the one to keep an eye on late, uh, around the fourth, fifth round. Uh, Cincinnati's Leonard Taylor. Now the teams in need, Cardinals, Lions, Titans, Rams, and Chargers. And like we said, for the Falcons, that's going to be a no on the tight end. Although, never rule out Arthur Smith. He's old tight ends coach, so he, he's going to probably like the Payne Durham kid. Uh, around the sixth round, if he's still around, uh, we have him in the fourth round. So if some one of these guys drops, maybe they maybe they pull one off or certainly try to sign one uh, in free agency. So we're going to take a break right now, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to go over the quarterbacks and the offensive linemen. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor. But I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Welcome back to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I want to take this time... Again, to thank everyone who subscribes to the AJC and AJC.com. It's what makes all of this possible. Now, if you haven't joined our community yet, we have a special deal right now for listeners to the podcast. You can get unlimited digital access to everything the AJC has to offer for the next three months for just 99 cents. That's all of our stories our terrific e-paper, and all of our newsletters, including Bradley's Buzz from legendary columnist Mark Bradley. That's just 99 cents for the next six months. So to take advantage of this offer, go to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. 
that subscribe ajc.com slash podcast so you always know what's really going on all right let's move on to the quarterbacks you know the falcons uh, have a top 30 visit with anthony richardson will levitz is supposed to be coming in this week team want confirmed visits uh local days on friday we got a list going on um, the players who will be going to local day, Charlie Thomas is one. Uh, Kalen uh, Newton is one that we, you know, trying to get confirmed. Um, we uh, Robert Cooper from South Gwinnett High, he had an invite, but he's going to a top 30 visit. But, uh, you know, look for that uh, later in the week. Uh, we'll get as many of the local guys in the paper or online as we can get that are going to the top 30 visit. The team used to give us the list, but for now, I guess it's proprietary. Yeah, proprietary. That was the word I was looking for. Proprietary information. Uh, the locals list. It's really just the last time some guys are going to put on their equipment. But anyway, let's move on to the quarterbacks here we've got uh you know the great bryce young cj stroud debate and i'm not buying well i'm like the old school guys um you know they're they're saying bryce young is steph curry on the football field he's the distributor of the ball uh you know it's a horizontal game now it's not vertical so you don't need to be six five and throw it down the field uh so if you believe that then bryce young is your quarterback uh, we saw Drew Brees do it at, uh, you know, it's about his height, uh, six foot. But Drew Brees was accurate. They did drop him back a little bit further than normal. But he got, it, it wasn't about how the ball came out. It was where the ball went. You know, Bill Musgrave taught us that a long time ago. It's like, hey, don't look at the arm motion of Bernie Kosar. Look where the ball ended up at. You know, you would get all bent out of shape because he, had a little funky motion from the sidearm. So same thing with Bryce, same thing with Drew Brees. Just look at where the ball was. And then the uh, counter argument for C.J. Stroud was, hey, he was playing with Marvin Harrison Jr. and behind the um, playing behind the China wall of uh, offensive lines. Nobody got to him. So um, now it's flipping to where uh, Carolina – is uh, projected to take Bryce Young, number one, and then C.J. Stroud would be left there for Houston at number two. Arizona's trying to get out of three, uh, which makes no sense. I would just snap Will Anderson up or take your role on Jalen Carter. But anyway, uh, those are the two quarterbacks, one and two, Bryce and Stroud. And here's what Jackson Smith and Jigba had to say about C.J. Stroud on what he thought about his final season. I mean, just to see the maturity, the growth in his play, his leadership, him being a captain, him using his voice, him using everything, his ability to bring people together is second to none. And it was awesome to see him play. Definitely. It was awesome. Now, the only Texan Stroud hangup would be is uh, his agent is David Mulligetta, who also represented Deshaun Watson and things in Texas with Deshaun Watson didn't go very well at the end, Houston. So, but, you know, that's got nothing to do with Bryce Young and the parties can work things out. If Excuse me, nothing to do with C.J. Stroud. And if they have to work things out, they can do that. 
Now we we have uh, Will Levis third, and I might change this. I got to Thursday, but right now we're going Levis third, uh, Richardson fourth as the quarterbacks, and uh, uh, Hendon Hooker fifth. Now some people have Hendon Hooker as the third rated quarterback, is what we're hearing. Not a lot of uh, you know buzz about him though, but because of the injury. But he, uh, as far as being ready to play, Hendon Hooker, who started at Virginia Tech and then had the magnificent year last year with the Volunteers, may be a better option for some teams than Richardson or Levis. So we'll see how that goes. All right, we are moving down the quarterback list. Uh, Tanner McKee out of Stanford, 6'6", 230, projected to go in the third round. Jake Heiner out of Fresno State, six foot two oh eight, a fourth round guy. Now uh, Stetson Bennett, he's the eighth rated quarterback in our um, our series, and uh, the red shirt red shirt senior quarterback led the Bulldogs to two national championships. Is the eighth rated quarterback, five eleven one ninety. We have him going between the fifth and the sixth round right now. Pierce County High, 25-year quarterback, trained in Fort Worth, Texas at Apex Sports. Aiden O'Connell, the Purdue quarterback, 6'3", 212, uh, fifth to sixth round. The Falcons really liked him out at the East-West Shrine Bowl. Um, you know, you definitely, uh, you know, they uh, – I don't see them taking a quarterback, but they did like him. So they'll recommend him to some other teams probably. Clayton Toon, a um, redshirt senior quarterback out of Houston, 6'2", 216. Got him going in the sixth or seventh round. And then the best of the rest, uh, TCU's Mac Duggan, UCLA's Dorian Thompson Robinson. We saw him in Vegas, didn't um, a lot of people uh, like him, but uh, – well, I wasn't too impressed. Brigham Young's Jared Hall, Shepherds, Tyler Baggett, Fordham's Tim DeMorat, and Louisville's Malik Cunningham. Those are 17 quarterbacks. Uh, probably uh, we got 10 getting drafted. Yeah, probably 10 or 12 will get drafted, and five will go to camps. Teams in need. Panthers, Colts, Texans, Raiders, Ravens. We got the Ravens over there because we don't know about Lamar. <laughs> they don't know about Lamar, but maybe Lamar is going to get solved because OG, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., OBJ, signed with them yesterday. So we will see uh, how that Lamar Jackson deal pans out. So for the Falcons, need area for the Falcons, I say no. Falcons have dubbed Desmond Ritter as their starter and signed Tyler Heineke to back him up. Local player interest, of course, is Stetson Bennett. Folks want to know where he goes and wish him well uh, as he tries to um, continue his winning ways in the National Football League. All right, offensive line. I know that's not sexy, so we're saving them for last. But, um, you know, there's a couple good angles here. Uh, these are the... You know, I'm just going to do five at each uh, spot. Five at center, guard, and tackle. Tackle's the glamour spot. And uh, then we'll, um, you know, wrap up with the best of the rest. 
and uh, move on out of here. Mess of the rest and the needs and so forth. But let's start off with the center, the offensive lineman. He's probably the only one that'll go in the first round. It's John Michael Schmitz out of uh, Minnesota, six foot three, three oh six. Next center, Joe Tipman, Wisconsin, second or third round. Third center is Luke Wepler, Ohio State, six three three hundred. Third round, uh, Ricky Stromberg, um, center, Arkansas. 6-3-3-15, third or fourth round. And then Jarrett Patterson, Notre Dame, 6-foot-5, 304, fourth round or fifth round. Now the guards, uh, guards are getting a lot of love. Uh, and then one of the tackles might be really the top guard. So we'll get we'll get into that here in a sec. But Osiris Torrance from Florida. It's getting a lot of love at a big guard at 6'5", 337. He's getting some first-round uh, love. Cody Mock out of North Dakota State, 6'5", 305, is projecting to go into the first round also. Brandon Daniels, the offensive guard from Utah. He's uh, second round. It's great is where we got him going. Steve Oliva. Texas Christian, uh, offensive guard, 6'3", 331. And then Mississippi's guard, uh, Nick Broker, 6'4", 305, between the second and the third round. Now, the tackle group, that's um, these guys, some of them going to be on the board when the Falcons pick eighth. Uh, do they need a tackle? They re-signed McGarry. They got... Got uh, Matthews. They just signed a Joshua Miles kid. Uh, Jalen Mayfield can move back outside to um, to right tackle. So uh, Paris Johnson is the number one tackle. The way we got it rated here, just edging out Broderick Jones just by a little bit. Paris is six six three ten. He's got thirty six arm reach, and that's gonna come up to play here in a sec. Roderick Jones, 6'4", 310, and um, probably see him going to top 10 and definitely top 15. And Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern, he's 6'4", 315, played center in high school, got moved to left tackle, but he's only got 32-inch arms. So, so the NFL folks know that's not long enough. Those little four inches is what keeps the defensive ends from getting around a corner in their minds. So can the guy go out there and play and just maul people at, at the tackle? Probably. And he probably won't get past the Bears if the Falcons don't pick him. And the Bears could use him at guard, tackle, or center. They need, it. <laughs> they need all kind of linemen. Uh, but, yeah, that's a big deal. They made a big deal about that. Uh, it's his uh, short arms and that um, he could be a good tackle. But if you move him to guard, they think he could be a great guard. You know, Zach Martin, Chris Lindstrom type of guard. Uh, Peter Skaronsky's granddad played for Vince Lombardi and the Green Bay Packers. So uh, he's uh, he's uh, um, a legacy pick in that regard. Fourth uh, tackle is Jalen Duncan out of Maryland. A little small at 298, 6'6", 298. Had to send him to the Golden Corral. Get get some uh, get some pounds on, and then uh, 
Matt Bergeron from Syracuse, six foot five, three twenty-five, and uh, all these people. You're gonna hear all them names go early, first round, and uh, Duncan and Bergeron or second rounders. So best of the rest tackles. Uh, Oklahoma's Anton Harrison. Tennessee's Darnell Wright. Some people like him in the first round too. And then Ohio State's DeWan Jones. He's uh been he he shows up in a lot of first round picks too. So, you know, remember those uh two names. Tennessee's Darnell Wright, Ohio State's DeWan Jones. Guards, Georgia's Warren McClendon is heads up our best of the rest there. Southern California's Andre Voorhees and Clemson's Jordan McFadden. Y'all know about McClendon and the uh, he was in the 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 car in the fatal crash at, at UGA, so we know all about that. Uh, centers, um, woo, Michigan's, woo. Uh, oh wow, I'm gonna take a stab at it. No, I'm just gonna leave it alone. We're just gonna call him O.O. Olawan Timmy and Tra- Troy's Jake Andrews, Iowa's Trevor Downing. Those are our centers. Yeah, we'll we'll spell it for you. O L U S E Q U N. This is the Michigan Center. And then O L U W A T I M I. I'm not gonna even I should have did the pronunciation chart beforehand, but I didn't, so we're just gonna spell it for you. Teams in need, Bears, Buccaneers, Texans, Chargers, Jaguars, and Cowboys. Offensive lines, it's a neat area for the Falcons. We say yes, so we'll see some linemen here. Yes, Falcons ranked third in rushing, but were subpar in pass protection. The Falcons were 26 in sacks per pass attempt percentage, 8.92. 26, lower half of the league needs to improve, okay? Uh, local prospects, we touched on the... Uh, well, two of them, Broderick Jones and Warren McClendon. Uh, Wanye Morris, 6'6", 310, uh, Oklahoma lineman uh, from Grayson High. He uh, Morris was a five-star recruit, began his career at Tennessee. He played left and right tackle. He was second-team All-American Big 12 selection by the Associated Press in 2020. He played in nine games and started eight at right tackle for the Sooners last year. All right, so that's uh that's our offensive rundown here for the Falcons, you know, for our position-by-position position series and whether the Falcons are in need at these positions. Just to sum it up, where wide receiver, yes. Running back, yes. Tight end, no. Quarterback, no. Offensive line, yes. So um, we can see uh, as we move closer to the draft, pitchers starting to get clearer on uh, the 90-man roster and, and some of the talent that's available at these positions. And so uh, as we move uh, closer to the draft, uh, you know, a lot of the names, a lot of the players, uh, a lot of the visits will be uh, uh, be out and be, uh, you know, get done and so forth. And uh, then you kind of wrap it up. Coach, um Coach Smith and uh, General Manager Fontenot say, hey, the hay's never really in the barn. You got to keep working all the way up to that final pick is made. And that's what the Atlanta Falcons will be doing. So with that, we're going to let you go here from the 395th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. You all take care and have a great rest of your week.
ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.